Welcome to the Freedom Sessions, a podcast with just one aim, to get people thinking and questioning. How? Well, hopefully we'll put out some points of view that will stimulate discussion and debate. Anything to help us break free of dumb in all of its forms and many manifestations. Episode 6, Sticks and Stones, or Words Do Matter. The children's rhyme Sticks and Stones first appeared in the Christian Recorder of March 1862, and in this, the original version, the rhyme Sticks and Stones went like this. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never break me, but names will never harm me. We've all probably heard a version of this when growing up, as it was probably one of the first lessons in what we now call developing resilience, but was in earlier, less enlightened times, another way of telling someone to toughen up. To be fair, Sticks and Stones was also written in a world without universal telephone service, TV and the internet, and so the effect on the victim of name-calling Bullying and insults would be more limited and usually confined to a small group of people or a local community. And if it was too bad, the victim could always just move on and start all over again. Today, far too often, we hear that young people are not resilient enough. They're too soft. But resilient enough for what exactly? Each generation faces its own challenges. Each generation has to learn to cope with those challenges the best that they can. What 50 years ago may have been bullying in the schoolyard was hard enough for the victims back then. But now, through the wonders of social media, meme generators and online trolls, they can completely destroy a victim's reputations and lives, not only online, but also in the physical world. Yes, words matter, and words have always mattered. Words have the power to change our world for better or worse. Words can make us believe, of course we can do it, and just as easily knock us down with a barrier of negativity and disbelief. Negative, hurtful and mocking words can wear people down, and over a prolonged period of time constitute psychological abuse, the wounds and scars of which stay with someone for a lifetime. Gaslighting is a term being used a lot nowadays, and the term originates, though, from a 1930s stage play called Gaslight, and the play is about a husband who tries to convince his wife and other people that she's crazy. In effect, the gaslighter makes the target doubt themselves or what they said, and they become unsure about what's real and what's fabricated. This is all designed to make the victim feel unworthy and is a common tactic of narcissists. So gaslighting is an age-old and very dangerous form of brainwashing. However, today this can be amplified through social media against any individual in any way, shape or form, and it has been taken to new extremes with the advent of deep fakes technology, whereby using AI tools, a video of a person's face could be substituted onto another person's body in a completely different context to compromise the person in some way. And this can be taken even further by faking what the created person is actually saying, 
using voice prints of the real person. Deep fakes are difficult to detect and once released onto the internet and social platforms can create gaslighting on an industrial or mass market scale. This might be a social nightmare for a celebrity deep faked into a porn movie scene, but what if it's used to implicate someone in a really serious crime or even, God forbid, a deep faked world leader videoed using threatening words of war on another nation. Because words can easily create the seeds of war, but they can also help bring about peace and reconciliation. Words that are one person's truth can be really hurtful to others. Many people speak about the evils of social media, and I for one sometimes fall into that trap. But social media platforms are merely technology platforms and technology is, in of itself, neither good nor evil. Social media is a tool to amplify, a home for content production, a virtual place to create attention and allow people to connect around common causes, interests and in a peaceful, sophisticated moral society, this is a really good thing. The democratisation of voice, a chance to be heard, to share, to create and to make the world a much better place. The relative anonymity of social platforms allows those who are perhaps socially awkward, marginalised and otherwise ignored in meat space to have a voice. Unfortunately, and in hindsight, totally obvious, it also allows antisocial groups, people of extreme political persuasion and conspiracy theorists to spread lies, rumours, hate speech and misinformation. And bullies and trolls can plot and plan to tease, terrorise and destroy their intended victims. Yes, previous generations may have had it tough back in the old days, but it's damn hard growing up in today's online world where you have to be in it to be a functioning part of a digital society. Who of us over the age of 50 would have been any more resilient faced with these kind of social pressures? If you still doubt the power of words, just think about this. The English alphabet consists of 26 letters. That's 26 individual small symbols that when joined together can create words. Words that can tell stories by conveying ideas into the reader or listener's mind. 26 symbols joined together into thousands of different words that can create stories and fictitious worlds, can write the constitution that guides a nation and can express undying love for another or declare war or to spread and disseminate hate. Words matter. It's often said that one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter and it all depends upon what side you're on. January the 6th, 2021 is a date that will stand out in the future history of the USA for all the wrong reasons. Did the storming of the US Capitol count as an act of terrorism or was it merely a demonstration that got tragically out of control? Was it a coup attempt or an act of wanton vandalism with terrible consequences. In 2018, Connor Huff, 
and Joshua D. Kurtzer observed that the media plays a large role in shaping people's thoughts and beliefs about violent acts. They conducted an experiment with 1,400 adults and in hypothetical acts of violence, in the narrative they changed key facts, such as the type of the action, the religion of the offenders, the victims and the implied geographical locations that the acts occurred in. Remarkably, people were massively influenced by subjective factors that they would then use to decide whether an event should be classified as terrorism. So if one of these theoretical attackers had a Middle Eastern name, no matter what else was in the narrative, the participants were more likely to believe it was a terrorist act. If it was perpetuated by a white male from a small town in the USA, he was most likely mentally disturbed. The experiment also found that depending upon what and how the story was reported had a huge impact upon people's biases and how they use the pieces of information they've been given in the written accounts to construct a narrative more consistent with their own worldview. Huff and Kurtz's work demonstrated how the public definition of terrorism can be socially constructed by the media and other agencies. It seems that it all depends upon how the media and others frame their narrative and selectively use, substitute or omit words in the telling of a story. The media have an amount, immense amount of power and in the case of the January 6th storming of the Capitol, how they construct the narrative will have a lasting impression on how the judiciary will deal with the accused and how US citizens may vote in the future. So words really do matter. Words are powerful and can be uniting and healing, but often when weaponized, they hurt, maim and damage. Perhaps we need another version of the old kid's rhyme, something more in touch with the realities of the world we live in. Sticks and stones may break my bones, cruel words can make me mindless, but words can also heal the world if used for good and kindness. If you want to read Huff and Kurtzner's paper, I put a link to it in the episode 6 notes. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Sessions. Our mission is simple, to provoke debate, awaken critical thinking and to help people break free of dumb in all of its many forms. I'm Lee Parkinson and until next time, keep safe, healthy, happy and well.